What's up, soccer players? On this episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience, we are talking about how you know when you are ready to return from an injury. We'll give you a perspective of players who have access to medical care and players who maybe don't. So be sure to stay tuned and hope you guys enjoy the show. Let's start out very, very basic. Will a six-pack help me as a soccer player? Logically. Why pre-game meals are important. If you do strength training, you can generate more force on the ground. It will take you less stride to get that ball. Until you get there, you can make that up with hard work and dedication and training. On top of it, right? So if you're a player that has little to no training history, imagine the, the gains and speed that you can get in such a short period of time because you're doing things. This is why strength training is important. I don't care how you do your strength training. I don't you know, some people like to go to the gym. I just wanted to double down on that really quick. The point is, you have to get stronger. Hello, soccer players. Welcome to this latest episode of the Soccer Fitness Experience. It's me, your co-host, Andy, with my main man, Berg. Berg, how you doing today, bro? I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. You know, it's uh, we're recording on a Monday, so uh, Monday is a little bit, uh, it's not as chill as Sunday. It's a little bit busier. Uh, but yeah, we, we're still yeah. making it work, you know, it's still good. How about you, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. You know, we about six months into the residency process, you Oof. know, growing. I uh, oh, I didn't tell you earlier, but that last weekend, this past weekend, I took a spinal manipulation course. So, you know, I'd be mm. ripping and cracking some necks and backs and everything cracking like that. Backs. So, uh, you know the vibes, man. You know the vibes. But other than that, so you learn how to crack. You learn how to crack neck in like one, like like in one of those courses. Uh, two days. You know, two day course. You know, man, that's crazy. That stuff takes a lot it's of practice, intense. man. It's intense, man. It it does. It does. So that's my that's my actually my mission. The the clinic I'm at right now. I'll be there for three months. Um, hopefully at the end of that three month stint, I'll be. Uh, I'll be adept in spinal manipulation as well as some uh, some dry needling. So uh, that's my mm. goal for the next two, three months. Yep. Learning and growing, man. That's good, bro. Getting I love there, bro. it. How about you? What you up to? Nothing, man. Just got to just been focusing a lot lately on uh, my <clears throat> Instagram business. For those of you who don't know, I do have an Instagram business where I teach um, new coaches how to get um, high ticket clients on Instagram. So I've been really focus on that as of late i was supposed to get a new job that's not happening <laughs> my focus has been <laughs> so on this business that i can't even like i don't have the mental space to go to a new environment and learn new stuff as i'm doing this business and learning new stuff i feel, feel like so many things happening facts facts and before we get into the episode real quick because I, I want you to plug this um can you just define new coach? Because I know we probably got some soccer coaches listening to this. Oh. They might be a little confused. Like, oh, okay, can so, you just define that? Yeah. So it's basically any any um, it's basically any any type of person who has a particular skill set and they're trying to and they teaching people with that particular skill set. For example, um, um, if you're a mindset, if you if you're a mindset person, a mindset coach, and you you want to teach entrepreneur how to get better mindset. That's a, that's, that's, and that person is a new person in on this platform trying to reach um, clients like that specifically. I'll work with that. If you, uh, if you speak Spanish and you want to coach people how to speak Spanish, then I'll be working with somebody like that. If somebody is a nutrition coach and they're looking to get clients on Instagram, I'll be working with a nutrition coach. So any coach for that matter, and specifically 
the <clears throat> the teaching has to be done more mainly online. Like I can't really teach somebody this framework if most of their stuff's gonna be on a brick and mortar clinic. It doesn't work. Like most of the, it's like it has to be strictly online. Like you are you're a mindset coach and you're looking to get clients. If your offer, if your program, your program has to be mainly online. So yeah, those are the people I work with. That's what's up. I, I like that. And um yeah. yeah, it's cool to see us, you know, like do different things and like try and like establish like what we're doing on earth, man. Like so I, I expanding, hope it's very bro. successful. Yes, expanding sir. you gotta expand don't think of you just as a physio uh, a, a physio guy no that's just nope. one aspect of you there's so many other things so many other bigger things and better you can do bigger and better yep uh well let's get into it so our topic of today is how to know when you're ready to return from injury um and mm. i i, I kind of mentioned in the intro um and it's something that bird we didn't really talk about before the show but maybe we can give advice to both players who have access to medical care, being a PT, AT, whoever, mm-hmm. um, and then players who don't. Because I guarantee the the vast majority of players out there, they don't have anybody. They they have no guidance whatsoever. So maybe let's give some messaging to them. But um, yeah, let, let's start off. Like let's say you know you're you're helping a player out. Like how do you know they're ready to to return? How do they know when they're ready too? So, man, this is if I get asked this question so many times. So some sometimes I treat a lot of people pro bono because they run out of their insurance. Like I, I, I do this a lot. Like people come to the clinic. They have um, they have uh, a, a public based insurance. They don't they don't give them a lot of visit throughout the year and they show up. They burn through all the visit that they got. They 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 allow them to have for that year so they're like okay shoot i'm not even near ready like what do i do so then i'll take these people and i'll bring these people to my basement where i rehab them um, for cheap or either for pro bono right so what happened is as we start going as we start ramping things up people are like okay like like when do you think i'm gonna be ready to play when i'm when i'm gonna go back on the field so it's always you know, players like it's always like this, right? The, the players they start to feel better, right? And they think they can go back in full throttle, like bicycle kicking and and sprinting and whatnot. So <laughs> that's when I go in and trying to tell people pump the brake real quick, pump the brake, pump the brake here, All right? So I'll give you an example. I got I was treating a guy. He has an ankle sprain, right? <clears throat> he had a high ankle sprain, being the on and off and re-injuring it every month. So at this point, he's gotten fed up and he's like, okay, you got break. I need some help. So we, I'm working with this guy. So he's starting to feel better. He doesn't have any pain at all. So he's like, yo, when can I go back? <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, this is a question. I, this is a framework I go by whenever someone asks me this question. All right, what position you play? All right, I'm a, I'm a fullback. All right, so you're going to run up and down. Up and I said you full back, yeah. But what 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 kind of position? What 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 kind of formation? Uh, uh, is it is it like one of those those pep formation where you have to run up and down? You have to attack and it's like yeah, that kind of formation. I was like okay, so you have to uh, you have to attack and play defense. Okay, so number one, let's talk about your fitness level. <laughs> is your <laughs> let's talk about your fitness level because this guy's ready to go back and tell his coach to put him back in. Right, he's in high yep. school. 
So let's talk about your fitness level. Is your fitness level good enough to actually handle <clears throat> even the first half? And he's like, eh, right now, nah, man. I, I can't. Right now, nah, I can't, I can't handle any of that. I, I don't know. Like, I can barely run like 20 minutes right now without being tired. I'm like, well, you're not ready. So that means we know that you're not ready for a, a half game. Yeah, you might be ready for like a 20 minute at the end, but you're not ready. So then I'll go even further. Okay. So what is it that you require to do as a fullback? Well, in that formation, I'm running up and down the field a lot. Um, I'm crossing. Um, I'm a creative fullback, so I'm sometimes I go dribble and whatnot. So I'm like, okay, so you're dribbling this and that, so you're changing direction a little bit. He's like, yeah. Um, all right. How'd you do with uh, this change of direction drill that we just did? It's like, oh, actually, you know, I, I, I was okay. Just kind of felt a little, a little, a little ache here and there every time I'm cutting. But overall, it's it's way better than than what it used to be. I'm like, okay, so you're still feeling minor aches. So you're not, it's still not pain free. So you might be able to handle like ten minutes, but if you consist, if you have to play for like forty five minutes and you have to change direction like that all the time. Like, do you feel like you can handle all of this change of direction? It's like, mm, I don't know, maybe for a few minutes, but I don't know if it, if my ankle can handle this whole game. I will have to tape. I'm like, okay, all right. So that's that's another. So you have to, if you have to tape, that means um, there's a there's a degree of confidence there that you don't have. Okay, that's another thing. Like, you if you don't have confidence and you taping your ankle, I don't think that's gonna taping is not going to be the solution because it might help you in there but once you start running around the tape get loose <laughs> the tape get loose yeah you know this once you start running around the tape get loose i'm like all right what else you got to do well i have to go i like doing like hard tackle i was like oh okay hard tackle okay all right so like on a 50 50 ball you're doing a hard tackle somebody's coming in and you know your that foot that you injured is gonna get kicked. Are you confident that you can? <laughs> are you confident that you can get stepped on, all that stuff, or tackle somebody with this ankle? He's like, oh, absolutely not. No, no way. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be limited. I might not go full on with my tackle. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> here's your question then: Are you ready to play? Nah, I think I might have to stay with you for another month. <laughs> so, there we go. And that's how the conversation goes. So I literally, what I do is I just go and basically make it clear for them how is it going to be on the pitch? What movement are you going to do? What is your job? What is your fitness level? Are you ready for all of that? You might be ready for some, but others you might not. So that's how you tell her the program. And that's how you know you're close to being ready. Like you have a checklist of stuff that you're going to do based on your position and based on the formation the coach is running. If you can do all of those without pain and with no problem, then you're ready to play. The last part mm -hmm. is going to be the, the confidence, the psychological part. But from a physical standpoint, you need to hit all this check mark before you go back to training. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And that that conversation that you just had, um, hypothetical conversation. Um, no, not hypothetical. I, I had it. I had it. Oh, okay. I had it multiple so it's times. a real one. Okay, yeah. Multiple times. That is so realistic. And that happens on like a daily basis, really. Um, and sometimes 
And I mean, I don't want to be sexist, but that happens a lot more with men because we mm. fail to see what's blatantly obvious in front of us. And we have this, this false reality that's in our head. Um, and yeah, it, it's just so common because like, we know that we're not a hundred percent, but we're like, but I, I, I gotta go. Like I, I have to, I don't have a choice. I need to, I need to, like it has to happen. And, um, yeah. And I really like how you break it down of, can you play? Okay. Why not? Can you train? Okay. Why not? What do you need to do? And it, it the problem or the, the question answers itself. Um, because a lot of the times what the conversation you just had is a lot of the conversations I have with players, um, but in in more of a team setting, I kind of like to focus more on the processes that the team implements. Um, mm, okay. For example, if you're if you're working with a team, um, I really like doing things like balance testing and baseline testing, baseline strength testing. So that way, you have data to compare it to. Um, so, for example, if you have access to um, any balance measures or anything like that, and you test them at the beginning of the season, if there's an injury. It's like, okay, well, if you think you're ready, fine. Let's let's test you mm-hmm. out. Let's get the numbers and let's compare. And if the numbers say they match up and they're confident, okay, let's ease you back. But if the numbers aren't there, well, it's like, okay, well, if you're supposed to be at 75 and right now your ankle's at 30, there's a big gap there. And you're telling me you're ready, but the numbers aren't there. And what I'm seeing with my eyes isn't there and the strength isn't there. So... And we, we don't have much to talk about. And what I really like, if, if you have access to data, is athletes are extremely competitive with not only each other, but oh, themselves. themselves. And if you yeah. say, yo, you need to get your ankle balance up to, you know, 50, 60th percentile, whatever. Right now you're at 30. They're going to do their exercises two, three times a day, minimum. <laughs> just going to be like, all just right. Just to get to that number. Just to get to that, not even to play, just to like be like, all right, bet Andy, I'm going to show you next time you're in here, like <laughs> my ankle scores, they're going to be up, you know? And that actually happened today. And like an athlete came up to me, he's like, yeah, so last week my uh, my ankle was at 25. What's it at today? And I looked, I'm like 50. He's like, all right, bet. And I'm like, all right, bet. We'll keep on doing what you're doing because it's working. Mm-hmm. But um, But yeah, I like to break it down into, did you complete your rehab? Did you test it? Mm-hmm. Psychologically, are you there? And is the team ready to receive you at that time? Because like, mm, if you're coming back from an injury, more. yeah, it's like, and I like to put it that way, is the team ready to receive you? Because I think that puts less pressure on the athlete. Because, for example, if a team is going through playoffs or whatever, and you mm-hmm. clear yourself from a, a long-term injury the day before a final, it's almost like, well, you're not like you're not ready. That that puts pressure on the athlete. I think that puts the the onus on them. Versus, if the team's not ready for you, it's like, yeah, you did everything right. You were correct, but the timeline it just doesn't match up for you right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, or it's it important be, to look at the team schedule and yeah, to to look at it that. could be the it could be they already have their system. They already have a game plan for that game, and you yep. just don't fit in it yet. Yeah. Uh, not to say you won't later, but like at this time, like the team isn't ready for you yet, um, and you gotta wait till they're ready. That's a that's a that's a good. Um, it's not an analogy. That's actually what you tell people. But that's a good that's a good thing, because like you said, it takes away the pressure from a player. I'm treating a 
an athlete right now. He's a running back for for high for his high school team, right? And he's got bilateral groin strain, like groin strain on both sides. We're talking like the deep groin strain too. And he wants to be ready, and he's got this for a year. Hmm. Yeah, we got it. He was doing PT, re-injured it. He was doing PT, was getting good, and then he stopped. Pandemic hit. He stopped. He stopped rehab, and then football came back, and he went back to training full throttle. Re-injury is growing, and now he's back to square one. So he's at he's at the clinic right now working with me, and he's like, he's trying to play for the homecoming game. All right, and I'm like. Hmm. Bro, like when is homecoming game? Oh, in a month. <laughs> I, I just threw my hands mm. in the air. Like, you got some deep groin strain, which is a stubborn injury. It takes a while. It takes more than a month. Um, we have to progressively, we have to reduce your activity. Uh, we have to reduce your, your loading and we have to progressively like train you. You can't just like think you do a month of rehab and then you good to play a game and i'm like what about the what about the formation what who who else is a running back here is that where there's plenty of other running backs i was like well is the coach is the is is the the plays that the coach is running like are you part of that play is that right now i'm not and i'm like well Mm. if you're not part of that running scheme right you know all you have to do now is just trying to do your rehab and trying to see if you can get ready for for that game. But I can promise you like it's going to take a little bit of time. I'll do whatever I can, but if I if I in all honesty, I'm not I, I don't think you're going to be ready to play a full game. You might you might be ready to do special team like they put mm-hmm. you here and yeah. there and you do like a 15 second play and then they put you out. But don't think you're going to be that star running back that you were a year ago like doing like a hundred yards and run like it's it's not it's not possible it's like not the same yeah. concept no like the coach doesn't have that plan for you right now he's got other running back he's got he's got other drills that he's writing so it's not going to work that way so yeah. telling the play the players that you know it's it's you know the the team might not be ready for you yet so that's that's a great that's a great um it's a great thing to tell players because that that remove that allow them to focus more on rehab and not and not focus on okay I gotta get better faster so I can play. Nah, yeah, you can do mm-hmm. whatever you want, but you know, is the coach are you part of the coach plan right now? Yeah, it's and it's it's tough to hear, and I mean it's much easier, I think, said than understood. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, a message that players definitely should be hearing. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the players that don't have any access to medical providers at all. A very tough spot to be in. Mm. In in my mind, it's like, it's really hard. And like, if you're a player out there, you don't have access to anybody like it's, it's a tough spot to be in because, I mean, from me and you, Burr, we've been practicing in school for, like, the past, like, 10 years. Like, it's hard to take ourselves out of that and, like, give advice to somebody who who doesn't have any sort of, like, medical or fitness knowledge. But, like, can you can you almost, like, rewind back to the days where, like, maybe you were playing in high school um didn't have uh, i i don't i don't really have to because i used to get those messages all the time from uh, on my on my soccer page where players like 
Yeah, um, I, I I had an ACL injury, um, and uh, I'm trying to get back to playing um, next year. Like, like, what do I do? And then I'm like, uh, you 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 go see a you go see a physio. Like, wh- what is it? is that? Oh, those things are expensive <laughs> where I am. I can't afford it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh wow, like damn, like what? How? So. The best thing I I would see, the best thing I was doing at the time was just like providing free content, content that kind of actually fill that gap. You know, if mm. somebody has a hamstring injury, they have a nagging hamstring injury, and they can't really afford um like medical, like they can't really afford like medical um, medical help. Like I, they're already doing it. I would say like go online and and you know, find a trusted source. And if they have some free content on how to like rehabilitate like a basic hamstring injury, just follow that. There's there's plenty of them on YouTube, but you just gotta make sure that that person is vetted. Um, that person is actually someone you can trust because there's a lot of misinformation out there. And that's the only thing I can say. Like I don't know how else. Um, like you can, some of them have they've they've gone to the doctors. The doctor give them medicine and tell them to go back. And I'm like, ah, like you give him anti-inflammatory medication. Yeah, they might help him with the pain and with the inflammation for the first three days. But like if he goes back to playing, he's going to get injured again. It's not going to help your ACL. So that's a that's a really tough question, man. I, I, I don't really know how to answer that. Like I would say really just, um, you know, find your favorite um rehab specialist that's online and try to have conversation with them see how they can help you like trying to find some help if you can uh but if you don't have any money you don't have any any structure like that's that's a tough one yeah the um i i agree with that is is even just finding like just simple soccer drills or or fitness drills online um it might not be perfect in fact it won't be perfect and it won't be personalized Mm -hmm. Um, and it won't be made for you, but at least it's mm-hmm. something, at least it's a guide. Um, in particular, if you're a, um, if you're a soccer player coming back from a long-term knee injury, um, I'm going to give you guys the name of a paper right now. I'm, I'm going to search it up on my computer right now. Um, but while, while I'm looking for that, I think it's also important to, when you are going back to the field, um, if it's possible, if it's possible, and th- guys, these are this is exactly what the pros do. Um, it, it's no different depending on your age level. But if you can, try and train with a younger age group as you're returning to the field. So if you're if you're on a U17 team, okay, try and play with a bunch of kids. Honestly, like it sounds weird, but like I've seen the pros do it. I've even done it when I was coming back from my ankle injury. The way I went back into the game is I was coaching a bunch of U8 and U12 kids. And I was like, I bet I'm going to play with you guys. And Yeah, you're not going to go full 100% with them. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to go full 100%. They they know they're not going to attack you. They're not even going to try because they're kids, you know? like They're like, oh, wow, what I'd want to tackle coach, I'm not going to. So, you know, and that's what the pros do, right? So I I was actually reading some some literature on um, a player for Chelsea who tore his Achilles and his first session back was with the U15s. Whoa. And he did a week with, yeah, he did a week with the U15s. Wow. 
then went up to the 17s, then went up to the 23s, then went up to the first team. And then for his first game back, he went back down to the 23s. And that's an easy way to progress the intensity of the game because we all know injuries happen at high intensity moments, right? And the higher you go in age, the more of those moments you have. So if you're looking for a way to progress your intensity very slowly, then okay, just drop an age level. Um, And that's something that I think is very useful. Um, And another resource, if you're looking for um, on-field rehab guidelines is, uh, I'm going to read the the title of this out. And if you guys want to write it down or type it as I say it, feel free. Um, It's a a clinical commentary by some of the top researchers in all of soccer. And um, the name of the article is On-Field Rehabilitation Part 2. A five-stage program for the soccer player focused on linear movements, multi-directional movements, soccer-specific skills, soccer-specific movements, and modified practice. Um, and it's made by some of the top researchers in in all of soccer. So if you're a player out there, rewind, slow it down, whatever I just said, search it up. And um, we can, yeah, if you we can't can access it, let me know. For them too, if 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 needed. I'll bet. Yeah, definitely. And it's easy to read. Like you don't have to be a a scientist or a physio to read it. So um, yeah, definitely give that a look. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Like I've I've had this. He's like, yeah, I had um, this um, hamstring injury and it's like right on my butt and it's been like a year and a half and it's still there. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, like what? Have you seen anyone for this? Like, no, like, I saw my my primary doctor, who gave me pills, but that's it. And I'm like, what about physio? Well, the physio is like, like 50 miles away from where I live. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's see, tough. what do you do in this? It's it's a tough one. So then, yeah, you know, I'll do my due diligence in trying to like help these players out. But it's not really adequate, adequate, or even ethical, really. Like just to like, because you're not, you can't give the person that experience that they need just to the phone. No. Like I'm yeah. trying to get them to Zoom, um, to a Zoom call and 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 see what I can help them. But that's the extent of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. So I did the best advice is really just like make use of all the free content that you can, that you can have. But even that is also um a whole nother podcast all by itself too. It's tough. It's tough. But, um, so let's end on this question. When would you, uh, allow a player to return to the field when you both know that they're not a hundred percent? Would you ever like, let's say someone, you know, and they, they um, Situation well, if it's whatever. my local team, if it's my local team, nah, you're not. If it's a local team in my town, then nah, you ain't playing, bro. You ain't playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't playing. Okay, fair. If it's a yeah. local team, now nah, you ain't playing. Now, if if uh, I have to feed <laughs> a whole town of people because I know if you show up, uh, the whole town makes money. Like if I have to sell a ticket because you're there, then it's a whole different story because the board is giving pressure for you to play. Everyone, that's what happened mm-hmm. to KD, <laughs> and he tore his Achilles. Okay. Like yeah, he couldn't okay. play. All like right. he, there's no he could yeah. play. He's like, nah, I'm playing. And he he dropped like 25 points. Yeah, we we uh, we almost torn Achilles, and then at the end he just poop, 
it, it, you got, it, it's a tough question. Like if, if I'm getting all that pressure, I would try to minimize my risk as much as I can. I'll probably put it on towards the end of the game or something. I'm not putting them right up at the beginning. Mm. That's mm-hmm. the extent of which I'll do it. And I'll switch the formation so he doesn't have to do a lot of running. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the well. That that depends. That depends on um, what what uh, what. If it's a midfielder, I'm screwed regardless. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, honestly. If it's yeah. a midfielder, I'm screwed. But if it's a striker, I can get by. You know, I will change the formation so he doesn't have to do much work. Rely on the midfield, um, and then all he has to do is shoot a little bit, or do um, or do headers or something like that. But if mm. it's a midfielder, like uh, if if it's a guy like Messi and the whole team relies on him, like that's a little tougher. Yeah, it's a little yeah. tougher to do because he needs the ball at his feet. He's the he likes to create, and a player like that, like I can't even put him on because, like, you're not yourself. Like, you, you, no, you're gonna yeah. be a liability. Well, I mean, I don't I, know. I ask what that would you do? Because it's my my mindset on this has shifted a little bit um whatever like the the worst thing that could happen is a a re-injury or a re-injury plus another significant injury with that Mm -hmm. um for example like let's say you have an mcl sprain worst case scenario you re-tear the mcl and you tear the acl something like that Mm -hmm. um so and i i bring this up with with coaches a good bit too because the player is pushing but the coaches are also pushing too and i put it this way i'm like okay so um are you both okay with the consequences should a re-injury happen Mm. right if you're okay with the consequences and you are all both the player and the coach are then perfect perfect marriage that's 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 fine like we understand the risk like y'all are you're not well the player might be an adult but like like it's a grown person decision you know um and yeah like that's that's kind of the way i do it and i put it this way like for example with ankle sprains because ankle sprains they're they're the ones that get rushed the most i feel like they're the ones where it's like okay well you know let's let's do what we can back on the field it's just an ankle sprain um but sometimes it gets chronic sometimes it's three four five six sprains and I'm like, yo, listen, like, wh- what are we doing here? Like, are you okay with another sprain? If the answer is yes, then fine. But just understand that every time, you know, you you sprain your ankle, you're losing 10% of the, the lateral ligaments. And sometimes it doesn't always come back, you know? Mm. So it, are, if we're stuck in this cycle, are you okay with spraining it again and potentially losing a little bit more? If the answer is yes, okay. Then if you want to go, then go. I don't recommend it. And I would like to do something differently, but if that's what y'all are comfortable with, then yeah, that's fine. Uh, Same thing with hamstring injuries. And a lot of the times, yeah, that's the one. I I feel like ankle, ankle sprain, you can get by, but hamstring, you cannot get by. (laughs) You'll be exposed. You'll be extremely exposed. exposed. Extremely exposed, man. You can't get by with a hamstring injury. This is when I, I like to whip out the, uh, the fixture calendar and let's say someone's close and they have mm-hmm. a game this upcoming weekend and I'm like, yeah, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I'm like, listen, the, the risk of re-injury with hamstring with proper rehab, it's already high enough. It's already, uh, 
if you play this weekend, you're not going to be starting. And if you do come in, you're going to be a super sub, which means you're going to be expected to run and press and and mm-hmm. and run the channels and go. And your risk of injury is going to be relatively high. And if you get re-injured, not only are you out for the rest of that game, but the following three games after that. And chances are in those next few weeks, there's a game where it's like, yo, I, I need to play that one. Right, like your local rival, your local derby, oh, like yeah. it's like yo, it maybe even like playoffs or any, like it's not an option. I need to be fit. So sometimes that kind of helps me reel people back in. It's like okay, if, well, if what matters to you is game X, and that's in four weeks, and that's super important. Okay, let's take it easy for this week. Keep your eyes on the prize. Do the proper rehab, and and we'll get to it. It's like a nego- negotiation with players every time, man. It's. It's funny. <laughs> it's it's yeah, not it's like, tough, okay, this is the timeline. This is it. No, nah, you got to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. an art, man. Rehab is an art. It's not just like cut and dry. This is it. Four weeks, eight weeks, and you're good. No, you got to negotiate with players. Yeah. And I mean, it works It works the same with coaches too, right? Because yeah. on the flip side, it might be the game that's this weekend. It's like, that is the game we need to push. And it's mm. like, okay, let's let's let him go. Let's see how he does. Maybe start him, maybe play partial minutes. But we all have to be in the same page of after this weekend, he is not done. Even though he played, he's he's not done. There's still more rehab to be had. And he's got to come back. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Man. That's how it is. Okay. Well, I don't, that's it, man. I, I don't think I have anything else, man. No, yeah, it's, that's it. I mean, we kind of went off on a, a little rants, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Like that's that. a good, some good rant though. I mean, so this this kind of topic, you know, I, I I feel like I have to go bye bye, um, you know, some other stuff that I've been seeing in the clinic, and it's 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 always like professional level, non professional level. It's always the same thing. When can I go back? Like, how do I know when I'm ready? Like I'm treating a guy with ACL right now. He's a baseball player, and he's asking me the same thing. When can I go back and pitch? Okay, mm. let's see what you do for pitching. And he's like, Yeah, you know, I put my leg like that, and that's what I'm scared. I'm scared, like to to like do this. And I was like, Well, are you ready for pitching? Then he's like, Nah, I need to like do exercise on one leg. I'm like, Perfect. You just did your whole rehab there. You know what's next? Let's let's yep. let's let's crank it up on the single leg exercises, and that's it. I got yeah. buy in. Mm-hmm. See, now he hasn't he hasn't asked me a, uh, since then he hasn't asked me a single question about going back to baseball and pitch all he's oh, been asking me about is single leg single leg can we do harder stuff it's like perfect yep yeah boosting confidence getting adaptations yeah. we need and yeah it's that's the secret sauce right there the secret sauce baby love it <laughs> it's all in the question and the framing it is it is all right, so um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll be more regular with our posting. I know if you guys are listening to this one, hopefully you listen to the previous two. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back on our grind. Uh, I've been busy, Berg's been busy, but yeah, we'll, we'll get back to it. Okay, peace out, guys. Peace. Five star review, please. Thank you. Peace and love. <laughs>